I know the poem's gonna work if I've got some musical quality associated with some kind of image stream or idea feeling. Uh-huh. And then I think, oh, this poem's gonna go somewhere. You're listening to poet Molly Tenenbaum on this edition of the Jack Straw Writers Program podcast. Molly is nominated by Jack Straw for the 2008 Seattle Poet Populist. You can learn more about the program at poetpopulist.org. Writers Program curator Matt Briggs spoke with Molly in the studio. Me and my dad would always make up rhymes. Uh-huh. He was an English teacher. And he was a poet, too. When I was about 12, he started really he started really having this huge creative streak. And he wrote a lot of poetry, and he started painting. And so when I was very, very small, we were always making up little rhymes and little songs about our pets. And mm-hmm. my grandfather was really, really funny. My dad was really, really funny and really quick. And my grandfather was a ventriloquist. That's how he made his living in the early part of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. He was on vaudeville. And then he taught my grandmother how to be a ventriloquist, and they toured and my dad learned and his brother, they were touring family of ventriloquists. <laughs> I've always thought it was really, really fascinating, and I haven't really quite known what to do with it in my creative life. But it's starting to start reverberating. I never can write about things until they start reverberating. Now you'll hear excerpts from Molly's live reading at Jack Straw Productions. There's a character I've called the Whistling Ventriloquist. I don't know if I've exactly figured out his full personality yet, but he did happen to fall in love. It refers to one ventriloquist trick where the ventriloquist drinks a glass of water while the dummy's talking. The Whistling Ventriloquist in Love. Birds, the chirps in the bag, thumbs in the wrap. To wit, to woo, faintly out the gandy sashes toward the spiky flowers. My past, all smoke, the mutter, pure murk. And someone brought a glass of water. And pranksters swapped my amber drink for 90 proof, but I kept my face. Of which surely I've seen you before. Walk with me. Everything comes on a thread, the cloud and the hazel. Help me, will you, with this tattersall grip. Hey, you in there, quit kicking. And when it's packed, let's practice our skit. Say something to me. The air holds all around. Can I, will I, who will say something back? And I did hear a story uh, about that. A drinking trick, the great Lester, who was an early um, American ventriloquist, he did the drinking trick, and the people in the orchestra swapped his drink for uh, whiskey. He kept a totally straight face 
but the dummy started coughing like crazy. <laughs> and then the orchestra stood up and applauded. They thought it was amazing. Uh, this one's called He Comes On After Professor Backwards. Professor Backwards was an actual vaudeville act. He, um, I think he wore a white coat and he had a blackboard and he wrote backwards. That was his act. <laughs> that was it. Let's see, you need to know that a flash act is a big fancy act with lots of dancing girls and costumes. And this has an epigraph from a chapter about a book about ventriloquism, a chapter about vocal tricks. The whistling ventriloquist, he kind of had a bad show one day. Uh, and I think it's because he was, he's a complicated person and he was getting his psychotherapy all messed up with his vaudeville act. So that's kind of the deal in this poem. <laughs> he comes on after Professor Backwards. His act has two of everything, a mother and a father, double nothing and a non-analysis and bolster. His two friends, caboose, combustion, black sheep and a pasture, cookie, crumble, crack, plaster. Had a gumball, he chewed faster. Blank, where the blanket would go. Heart a hum, break a dinger. Heavy on the see that bird, erases, watch my finger. One step forward, plus subtraction. Yellow and old letters, alveoli, tubercles, shipwrecked royal typewriter. Had a hole, but how? No circle. Popping springs, dropped winders, over buckled, under swashed, his hider minus finder. Secret sign without the sign. Has passed, but not its people. Has let me out without the trunk. Baby minus cradle. Flash act ready in the wings, no cradle but the crying. Has a curtain, has a cane, a hook for all his trying. So I was checking a lot of books about vaudeville and ventriloquism out from the UW Drama Library, and I walk out down the front steps, and a little index card falls out of one of the books. And on it is a little skit written in old people's kind of spidery pencil handwriting. <clears throat> and the funny thing is, I had been, I've been obsessed for a long time about, with uh, Br'er Rabbit. I was immersed at the time in a lot of Br'er Rabbit stories. And on this card that dropped out of this book about ventriloquism, which was my other obsession, was a little skit that had Br'er Rabbit. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Br'er Rabbit, it says Br'er Rabbit, colon, doing the voice from nowhere. <laughs> and Br'er Bear says, I thought the stars were singing. And so if you know, um, <coughs> excuse me, Br'er Rabbit is always tricking Br'er Bear. Br'er Bear is kind of a, kind of a lunk, kind of an oof, oof guy. And um, 
So this poem is called Happens Every Time. It's in the voice of Br'er Bear. I thought the stars were singing. Thought I'd tell a friend. Echo answered my knocking. Thought I'd crouch nearby, but something mucky. When I got up, the muck came with me. When I tumbled, rocks dotted me. I'd have stayed home, but someone wanted me. My own sandy pants followed me. I saw no one, so no one saw me. Smelled a moonflower, smelled trees of honey. Oh, golden strings and licking. Just a little snack, I thought. What's rustling? Don't know, but honey's humming. Dear bees, remember the meadow when we were playing? I'd roll on the grass while you'd bumble. I'd rub, you'd bumble. Oh, my poor nose. Didn't know you were sleeping. Who's laughing? I know I'm too big, but why wouldn't a friend have been calling? I always believed the sky loved me. Twinkling sprinkled on me like a birthday, the clouds my blanket for napping. When I heard it singing, of course I went looking. Heard my name and skipping. Thought I'd stick my head out, the stick banged me. Thought I heard singing, but it was all X's and stars. Poor bear bear. <clears throat> I have one more uh, called Vadimir at the morgue. Vadimir was a French ventriloquist born about 1800. So uh, Vadimir at the morgue. After schooling, his parents persuaded him to take up a medical career, and he became a surgeon at the St. Louis Hospital in Paris. It was there that his extraordinary ventriloquial ability began to unnerve his fellow colleagues <laughs> when many of the corpses were heard to speak. <clears throat> Vatimer at the morgue. Tables and sheets and rounded Oops, I have to start that over. Tables and sheets and mounded long forms, and from under a sheet, someone crying. Which was still living? Air kept pressing each sheet they lifted back to the body. Their ears to the chests, and still one was crying. A student to watch every eyelid, a mirror set at every mouth, but not one was breathing as they turned to leave the crying. The one they'd just wrapped with a mallet? The new one? No new ones had come. Still listening as they went out, listening as they looked back, they heard it whether or not there was crying. And home, sighs in the soup steam, sighs from sleeping wives. From high in the chimney, someone perhaps crying. Men's clothing at this time growing more sober, though fashion promoted fops and trifles, most men who counted wore tubular pants and dark colors. They cared about this, they noticed, since the night of the crying, their polished hats reflected in windows, their grays and browns like shadows when they returned early next morning. No doubt 
Everyone buried was dead. They checked blood and breathing, even looked long in the eyes of ones already stinking. They'll always tell it the night of the crying and sometimes recall it before an incision, the knife hovering. When their children are grown, they hear them still crying. And though they know corpses don't cry, they hear their own crying for someone to hear one more time if they're crying. Thank you. This podcast was produced by Jack Straw Productions as part of the Jack Straw Writers Program. The 2007 curator of this program is Matt Briggs. Music performed by Tamara Friedman and recorded at Jack Straw Productions. Producer is Jenny Cecil Moore. Recording engineers are Mo Preventure and Tom Stiles. Arts Program's manager is Van Deep. Narrator is Michelle Kazak. And executive director of Jack Straw Productions is Joan Rabinowitz. The Jack Straw Writers Program is made possible with support from the Paul G. Allen Family Foundation, Arts Fund, Poncho, the Mayor's Office of Arts and Cultural Affairs, Four Culture King County Lodging Tax Fund, the Washington State Arts Commission, the National Endowment for the Arts, and individual contributors. All of the writers heard in this series are published in the Jack Straw Writers Anthology, available for purchase and featured online at jackstraw.org. Thank you for listening. Thank you.